I love making outrageous takes because if I if I get it right, I get so much yeah. props, and if I get it wrong, like I don't give a fuck. That, that's why you banged on Jake for ten. And <laughs> yeah, man. that's all. I'm just waiting for Jake. Silky and filthy, where we talk a lot of hockey and a whole lot of bullshit. Gives it away. Horvat centers. Patterson scores. Politely. Why would I be polite with you? Are you kidding me? Never look yourself in the mirror, right? You're always good. You never make the mistakes. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They play hard. Obviously, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players. You're about to listen to some puck talking bullshit. Welcome to another episode of Silky and Filthy with your host, Trevor Beggs. An extremely wise man once told Canucks Nation that we needed an army. And unfortunately, that wise man breaks our hearts to say that he's no longer with us. But we got to say, Canucks Nation has shown up in a big way. You know, everyone's, uh, everyone's a little choked up today about Jason Botchard passing away at the age of 48. It's, uh, it's rocked Canucks Nation pretty hard. But the outpouring of support on Canucks Twitter has been honestly one of the one of the biggest things for Canucks Twitter and its and its history, which was also, you know, created by Botchford as well. So, um, you know, it's a hard day here, but you know, we're going to talk about Jason Botchford, and you know, I want to kick it off maybe some some of our best memories of Botch, and uh, one that I don't think I've heard yet was uh, the time that he made Joe Thornton's four goals whipping the cock out. This uh, <laughs> is a quote. Uh, a public thing, so I think that was one of my favorite moments. San Jose, you got to be thanking Jason Botchford too. We heard it from Columbus today. San Jose, you got to thank Jason Botchford for the best hockey quote of all time. You listen to Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. We got Kyle Bowen in studio, and we also got a friend of ours in the studio as well, the one and only Tambier from Surrey. And uh, Tambier, I know it's uh, it's been a hard day for all Canucks Nation, but uh, how about you kick it off with the, with the memory of Botch, man? I know I'm sure you got a few. Um, Botch, I, I just remember the person. I know he had some great hockey takes, um, and I, hockey takes that I respected, even though like I didn't agree with them all. Like You can't agree with everything he says, but there were certain times where like most of the time, I think 90% of the time, the things he said, you respected and, and you thought about and just thinking about, you know, like, like you gotta make risky moves like maybe trading a markstrom or you know like that kind of stuff like just like the stuff that he brings out in those in those athletes and stuff and how terrible erica branson was with his course and everything and and like every that, game never yeah. forget the dedication yeah, man. Exactly. every damn game like you like you remember that stuff but then you and then i remember the times where like i met him i met him twice and first time i met him was at the summer summit after i called out linden and and he, the first, the first person that comes up to me, what does he say? Right, he's, he's trying to get a story, man. He's like, you know, like, and he's interacting with me. Like, I've met him before. I've talked to him, like, obviously through Twitter, and it just felt like I knew, like, I've met him way, like, many times before that. And the second time I met him was at the at the Power Hour, and he legit waited for everyone, like twenty people online, just just waiting for to talk to Botch because. Like, cause people respect his opinion so much that they want to talk to him about hockey. They want to know, like, because he's always thinking about better ideas to get the Canucks better. And that's what the, that's what the fans want. They want the team to get better. And and he would take time out of everyone's day or t- minutes. Like, he would, 20 minutes, talk to every person for 20 minutes, like a group of people, and and give his opinion. That's the kind of person he was. He he cared about the fans, almost more, more about the fans than the team because he wanted the fans to be happy. He wanted to see that 2011... Uh, the 2011 fans again and that's the kind of person he was he just cared about other people more than he cared about himself I felt like yeah I think uh, you know he really got the best out of Canucks Nation and you know you talk about having such a great mind for the game but he also supported writers and bloggers who might not have been might not have been getting recognition, but yeah, you know we're exactly. very bright as well. Like, mm-hmm. You know JD Burke and Ryan Beach, Harmon Dial, and, yeah. you know all these guys got a ton of talent, and it was really 
it was it was awesome and it was yeah. fucking unique to see botch actually do that right like he, like what other journalists do that like he bring legit, young writers into their conversation he was the only person that supported honcho man like yeah he, like, i know man <laughs> he called us together he called us he's together. legit the only person that supported that nickname he, apparently uh, Wyatt was tweeting about it and stuff and apparently like i thought botch was maybe just doing this to make me feel better about the nickname like maybe he just wanted to like you know like because he's such a good great person like I, I could expect that from him where he's just like you know what I'm gonna give Honcho a chance just because you know Tan like maybe he just wanted me to feel good about the nickname and maybe get it going. Maybe it was just trolling. I thought maybe it was trolling, whatever. Next thing you know, why it's like today, like obviously a bunch of tweets from fans and bots for supporters and Canucks Nation pretty much. And White's tweeting about how he didn't talk to Wyatt for a week because he wanted to give Honcho a chance or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Dad, that's 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 awesome to know that he actually like liked the nickname and stuff and and like that that sort of like, you know, gives me a you know makes me feel a different way about obviously like about bots like it felt like you know he's he's a leader of canucks nation man like he was he was a leader and yeah, yeah i think he still will be too right yeah, and is, uh man. you know it was, it was that was a crazy moment like you know kyle and i just just kicked off silky and filthy and it was maybe the the second month of us doing this and then we made the comment about Huncho, and obviously Tamir, you've been the the biggest Huncho supporter, the founder of. Huncho. <laughs> he was the Huncho. Yeah, he, he was, was the, the Huncho, Huncho of Canucks Nation. Yeah, boys. and you know maybe that should be a botch tribute. One is that <laughs> he was Bo Horvat should just take on the name Huncho because mm-hmm. that's a botch for name. Honestly, and it's, I feel it's a like I'd, it'd be too selfish on my part because I feel people are gonna be like, oh, "You're trying to, you know, you're trying to make it happen for <laughs> too yourself." Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Exactly. Tamir, I just think uh, he's just a great person, man. Like. Honestly, if you, I think there's not one person that could say a bad. Obviously, there's opinions that you might not like about like of his, and there's opinions I don't like about your guy. This probably right, and I'm not gonna hate you for it, right? I think Botch is just a great person. You actually like you could just say you're like you you read his stuff, you listen to him on the radio, and he'll make time for you. And you could ask him whatever you want. He'll make great like he'll make good time for you, and and you'll actually feel like like that's that's a person I want to like you know talk to again, like you know. Like, yeah. there's some people that are just a little bit more standoffish, where they're just, like, you know, like, certain, like, media types, whatever, and and they're, they're, they're different personalities. Well, Botch is, like, making time for anyone. He doesn't even care, like, what your past history is or whatever. He'll just, he'll make time for you if you're talking hockey with him. And I loved him for it. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I had that experience as well when I first met Botch. Like, I met Botch first at the the Jake Milford uh, last season when the Canucks here kicked off, and... You know, I, you know, as a guy, I was working for uh, a smaller organization. You know, I was trying to meet the media as well as the the players, right? And you know, I met a lot of talented media, and I was grateful for that. But my my interaction with with Botch was just so different from everybody else, man. This guy's cracking jokes <laughs> within the first like ten seconds of me meeting him. I just go over to him, and I'm like, "Hey, Botch, I'm Trevor. You know, I'm a big fan of the the Provies. Looking forward to reading more." And he's like, oh, you've signed up for the athletic. He's like, what can I make you do to sign up, Trevor? Can I shine your shoes? A little shoulder rub. You know, it's just you just you just get going, man. He's fired up. Right. Not many people get fired up like that, man. Not many people got like such a such an energetic personality like that, man. You know, the world needs more people like that, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that was that was my first memory of him, man. Like he really left an impression. And yeah, like you said, just so willing to to talk hockey. We talked like fantasy football as well. Mm-hmm. It was like beginning of the season then too, so. He just wanted to talk sports, man. He's just like kind of all of us in this room here. Like, he's just uh, a big sports guy and wants to talk sports. And did uh, you uh, hear what uh, Jimbo said? Because uh, Jimbo, because Patrick John, uh, he got a phone call. Patrick Johnson from the province got a phone call from Jimbo, ma- asking if it was real. And even Jimbo was like, "Damn!" Like, because like he's like, let's be honest, he's hasn't been the big like Botchford has his opinions about Jim Benning, right? Like, I'm not saying he's like he's, pre- he's not pro Benning, right? And the fact that you know, people, honest. yeah, exactly. And people, obviously, it's sad news, right? But like, the Kessler's not, you know, calling Patrick Johnson asking, uh, you know, like I'm, you know. Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, today, when I was uh, obviously after hearing about the news about Jason Botchford, you know, I was going through YouTube and seeing some of the clips on there as well. And there's one from the province, yeah. it's just like Ryan Kessler's a tool. <laughs> Yo, Botch he just didn't atta- give a fuck, man. He didn't give a fuck. Apparently, Kessler and Botch had some like crazy, like like back and forth. Apparently, I don't know. I was hearing on the radio and stuff. Apparently, him and Kessler obviously didn't get along. But like the one thing Botch always said about Kessler, though, and Kessler has to respect him for him, he never like questioned his work ethic. Because Kessler, when he was here, it didn't matter. Like if he was playing on the on the ice, he would give it his all every time, right? And and that's the one thing Botch like he he only questioned you for the for the right reasons he never took it like you know like you know what i mean like 
If you're if you're playing good, he's gonna give you props. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are, right? He's not gonna attack you personally, right? So, yeah. and Kessler, you know, he brought it upon himself, though, right? So, I don't know. Is, yeah, Kessler was an easy target. Like for sure, was he he t attacked Biaxa a little bit too at the end of his career to get him right. to wave. There was actually like a video on YouTube. Did you guys see it? It was like a I three minute so. long. It was just the best of Botchford on the province. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, I, know. I haven't seen I haven't seen that one yet, but. Uh, I'll have to give that it's, one must it's must watch. It's must watch. Yeah. Because like, like everything botched for It's did, a little it's bit. Watch. It's not botched now. It's botched two years ago when they were uh, in the playoffs against Calgary, or whatever, a few years ago. So it's like he's a little bit chunkier and stuff. He's like talking. He's a little bit. He's a little bit more badass. I almost feel like. I feel like now he was just a little bit more. Just you know, we need an army and that kind of stuff. But he was attacking other people. I guess he's I, like. I don't know, man. I think the outfits got nicer and the boys <laughs> got louder, man. That's for sure. Yeah. That was that was Jason Botchford for you, man. But. uh but Kyle, we got to hear from you, man. I know you got some Botchford memories as well. So uh, why don't you tell us one of your favorite Jason Botchford memories? Jason Botchford, man. Jason Botchford. I don't have a lot of personal memories with him. I met him. I met him once at the pint doing the uh, the athletic athletic get together. It was nice. It was nice. Seemed like a dope dude. Wish I got to talk to him more. But but Tambier's right, man. I saw him at the whole event just giving giving everyone so much time. I mean, I think when Trevor and I met him, we were kind of like, kind of being sponges, you know, we we're trying to learn from him. There were, there were fans there who weren't trying to be reporters, they were just fans of Botchford, and Botchford would legit just, just like give them 30 minute stories. So yeah, Tambier's right, man, Botchford was an uh, incredible dude, and yeah, he was, you know, I think, I think he was a man of the people, for sure, the fans, but I, I really think he really wanted the Canucks to be a great team again. Yeah, he did. Because he wanted the city to have a good team. He thinks that we actually deserve way better. And that's why he would go call out Jim Benning. He cared for the fans. Yeah, 100%. more than the More than the team, to be honest. Like, he cared to make sure the fans were happy. Because he wanted to see that... The, the 2011 is just another level. It's it's like, we're right here right now. And 2011 was, like, right there. Right? Man. Why do we got to talk about that? Man? There's <laughs> no. one rule. There's one rule on Silky and Filthy. Like, we don't even bring it up. It's over. Kyle it's gets very sad when we bring up 2011. Yeah, it's, Sometimes it's he walks hard, out. man. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. 2011, we don't talk the about emotion, it on the show. The fan base is just incredible. The fan base here, it does deserve better. And and Botchford, Botchford just knew that. Uh, he's just a good person, man. Like it, it's, He's 48. People people are afraid to turn 27, you know? They mm. think that 27 is old. Like In the world of journalism and broadcasting, 48 is... It's like you're right in the middle of your career. Who knows what Botch would have done oh my with with younger minds around him? It would have been crazy. He was like, smart. He too. was a smart dude. Super Creative smart. minds around him. like this guy. This guy was the limit, and you could see it because he was actually trying to trying to help everyone. He was trying mm. to make. It's crazy. You don't see people do that. They'd be scared of competition. You know. Yeah, he was not scared of it. He wanted to help people because. Like he 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 was mentoring a lot of people, man. People don't realize how many people he was meant. Like he was, all these people that he would bring up on the athletes and the provies, whatever, and and like you would start following him immediately just because you knew there were talents, right? Like Carmen Dale, like we knew yeah. he was like we knew he was a smart man. So like everybody that was was reading those athletes and provies were following him immediately because you, you just like looking at his stuff, right? Um, obviously, there's more people like Daryl Keepning, whatever Wyatt Keeping, Art, yeah. whatever. And Wyatt, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Those guys are talented people, and and Botch respects like you know people that care and people that are passionate about mm -hmm. what he does too. And he, I don't think he ever even cared about competition because he knew that he was the best. Like he was, an, like he was, like you know, he was incredible. He was. One, yeah. Here's one thing I loved about Botchford though, because. <laughs> You might not have cared about competition. You're yeah. right about that because if anyone said something and you didn't like it, you yeah. would shut them yeah, down. Yeah, you would shut them down. Right? It was actually very interesting. <laughs> I was on the drive over to the studio today uh, to record this latest episode of Silky and Filthy. Uh, 650 came on when I first turned mm -hmm. on the station, and it was it's obviously his walking rent tool. So I, I didn't even think about that at first. I'm like, holy fuck, Andrew Walker's got to react to this man. Like Botchford spends like the year in Vancouver bashing the guy and i think they they were okay behind the scenes right you know again botchford one of those guys who yeah. you know he'll he'll stir the pot but you know i think from what everyone says you know there's a respect there's exactly a respect there for, you know but um but yeah it was you know obviously why you know walker's a professional and he handles it well and uh uh and it's interesting to hear rentals take two right rentals on a show with botchford for a couple of years there in the morning right so um yeah and it's <laughs> again one of the best things about botcher man he includes not just the professionals brings the professionals he likes 
but he includes the bloggers as well. And I think one of the the best things about the athletes this year was a lot of the two voices you heard were Harmon Dial and Ray Ferraro. Mm -hmm. Two totally different voices, right? Mm -hmm. You got Boy Genius and you got Mr. Atlanta Thrasher. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, different perspectives for sure. But yeah, he was able to bring in both those voices That's what and allowed. add to his story. He would bring the analytics and the, the video, like the eye test together, right? And that's and that's what I respect about Bot. He wasn't just 100% analytics and 0% eye test. He was like almost like 60 and 40 where he would use the analytics too to a good amount, but use the eye test as well, right? And that's why Bot was amazing because he thought about this before anybody did. Like this is his work. The athletes is this his work and the the podcast is like before bots i don't think there was other people that were doing podcasts like like his was a bigger podcast because they have more they have a bigger voice on radio but the athletes like where he brings people's tweets people's interactions the jersey stuff where i see all this jersey i'm like i'm gonna send it to bots maybe i'll put it at the province and you're just waiting for it you know like i'm gonna miss like i obviously there's gonna be there's gonna be somebody that takes over for him again it won't be the same and Oh God! It's sad, I, I do sad wonder. Day. I do wonder if there will because, because mm. you got you got to carry his legacy along. Because I don't think right. our, our generation will never forget about him, right? But there will be a time where, you know, the younger generation does. So we gotta we as people, like botched left, have to carry on his legacy. Like our generation, you guys, me, like certain certain other people on Twitter or whatever. They gotta carry his legacy down, uh, legacy down, because like he did so much for Canucks Nation, like a lot, and I definitely will never forget that. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, Botch set the bar, right? Yeah, he did. He and he challenged everyone to be better, whether it was media, whether it was fans. Mm -hmm. He always has takes in the open, and if you disagreed, he would tell you why you were wrong, and it'd be pretty hard to argue against him. <laughs> yeah. um, so he really he raised the bar, and I think that's that's what all of us gotta do. In this age of media too, it's it's easier to have your opinion heard, right? Mm -hmm. There are people reading your stuff, listening to your stuff. People consume media in different ways. He took everyone's opinion. Yeah, and he and he like would tell them if it was if it was a good idea, and you would tell him if it was a bad idea, straight up, or he'll laugh in your face. But the one thing he did, he he listened to your opinion, yeah. and that's what you gotta respect about him. He could he could he get, give two shits about what what your opinion is, but since he was just like he'll take your opinion and give you credit for it in his provies or his athletes you know and that's the kind of stuff that, that, that people are gonna like he, he didn't care about himself he cared about the people like you know the, he was a people's voice right yeah he was <laughs> his growth is incredible too like i'll talk a bit about that for maybe if there's some other listeners out here that aren't vancouver based uh, that don't know much about jason botchford uh he was born in ontario uh, he went to journalism school out there, wrote for the Toronto Star, uh, wrote about news and crime a lot first on earlier in his career, and uh, ended up coming to the Vancouver Sun and quickly started writing about the Vancouver Canucks in 2005. Uh, newspaper writer, obviously, at the time. And the Provies is a crazy creation because it came from this tiny little sidebar in the newspaper, maybe 50 to 100 words, and they throw out a few awards in the paper each night after the game. So that's... That's the birth of the Provies and the, the Athletes that we know and love today. It started as a tiny little thing in the paper, just some kind of like jokey awards. I, I don't have any good examples <laughs> off the top of my head, but um, Botchford took that. And, and as people were starting to flock online to read their news, you know, Botchford got to give him credit. He had the wherewithal like no one I've ever seen to not only engage fans on social media, but to include them. Right, and that's something that no other journalist in my time has ever done. And again, for you guys listening who aren't in Vancouver, I'd love to hear you tell us if you know hockey journalists in your market who were in as inclusive as Jason Botchford. Because you know, I'm as a I'm a hockey guy. I always try to pay attention to other markets, other things going on. But I've never seen a guy include the fans like Jason Botchford has before. Uh, it was pretty incredible to see. And you know, God's gonna follow in his footsteps. He's definitely he's definitely a leader. That, that kind of uh, work isn't going away, but um, yeah, it's uh, exactly. You know what, Kyle? You actually of everyone here. I think you've probably been featured in the Provies the most, man. Cluche's yeah. fivefold. That was legendary. That was in the Provies, man. That was a legendary, was legendary. count. Cluche's fivefold. That was back back <laughs> in the day. I don't talk about my past anymore. Good times though. Good times. No, like the Provies. The thing about them too, it wasn't 
like if you're not from Vancouver, <laughs> it may just sound like another hockey blog. No, this was the feature news piece by a by a journalist who worked for the biggest newspaper in the province. Like he would just do this thing called the Provies, and it was the thing. And if you got like like Trevor said, he would include the fans in his post. The Canuck fans were reading the biggest post game article, and your name could be on it. And it was just one of those things. You heard it from Tambier too. Like he. He was posting his kids okay, so basically in Vancouver. You take pictures of obscure jerseys that you wouldn't <laughs> usually see, like you know maybe like a Ryan Shannon or a David Booth, perhaps. You know, got some buddies who like their their David Booth jerseys. So, um, and so guys would always send that in. So yeah, Tamir again. He's, yeah. That like, was that was it. that was a creative idea that people love, and I and it's got to be carried on forever. It has to be, and that's what you know. That's that's the legacy that Botch left. Like you know that jersey thing is gonna be carried on. And I hope you know why aren't the, you know I think if he does take over the the athletes, uh, you know, carries that on. Yeah, it was funny. There was uh, I was reading back through some of Botch's stuff today, and the article first article I read was his introductory article to the Athletic, and he kind of did a semi mock Pravis before it had, was named the Athletes. And I found this one tweet that kind of ties everything together in this room. So one of his awards was best summary, and it was Kyle's tweet about damn an off season where. Trevor Linden gets fired and Tambry starts a podcast and now we got Jason Botcher joining the Athletic and it was like that was the best summary of the fucking summer man. <laughs> that was got Kyle Tambier and Jason look at that what a connection man what a connection <laughs> um what else what what else happened that summer was it the Louis Erickson contract that summer too um let's see last summer <laughs> they signed little things to a, oh God, a six no. million dollar contract no, that, that was too long ago <laughs> yeah, man. way too long three ago, years yeah. man unbelievable um, honestly yeah, the man. Canucks have been on a and that's crazy because They've been so bad, and Botch has been able to keep us interested with this, you know, the dark, the dark days. Like the dark days have been, the 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 Provies and the and the Athletes were better than the games sometimes. You know, like you were you were waiting for like the inside scoop, of like what the players were saying behind the scenes and all that stuff. And that stuff was sometimes better than the games. And people will wait up till like one twelve o'clock in the morning just to, you know, just to, just to read it and. That's the only reading I ever did. <laughs> I'm, tell- yeah, I'm telling you, man. He he got Vancouver through some dark times. Like there was a long stretch, and this is no exaggeration, where the best part of a Canucks game would be reading the fucking Provies after the game. It was seriously bad, straight up. But I, honestly, I think Kyle like what, probably would have never watched hockey again if it wasn't for the fucking Provies. So. Hey, buddy, read out the last uh, uh, paragraph, whatever, of his last uh, pro uh, athletes. It is goosebumps. To your fucking veins. I'm. I'm not even lying. It is. It is incredible. Like I think I might have retweeted. I might have took a photo of it. But oh god. Yeah, we'll we'll try to pull that up. But yeah. in the meantime, I got a I got a tweet from from Bob McKenzie. I think it's one of the better tweets about Broadford. Mm-hmm. Really describes who he was as a person. One of the national guys that reads the athletes because Always, yeah. Botch is that fucking good. Always talked. And Bob McKenzie's a legend. He's a legend in hockey. Yeah, man, and Jason Botchford's at that level too. Yeah, exactly. Bob McKenzie said, I made a point of telling him that I truly believed he had redefined game coverage, that no one had done what he was doing, that maybe no one could do what he was doing. I'm so happy I told him that because he was so incredibly proud of the Pravi's athletes, and rightfully so. It's beautiful, and I think he's right. Again, all of you listening out there, if there's anything like the Pravi's, I'd love to know about it because it was a one-of-a-kind way to tell a game. And, you know, sports is entertainment, right? And, and sports is a story, right? From from the minute the puck drops to the end of the game, you're, you're watching the story unfold. And Botch has found another way of... Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. We got the best ending up here. Uh, Botch has had another way of telling stories in an incredible way. And, and a, a unique way. And like I said, it was it was better than the Canucks game on the ice. Most it was, nights, right? It was. <laughs> All right, so here's the the best ending, just uh, Jason Botsford's last athletes. The quote says, "I kept asking him why our world seemed to be collapsing and everything seemed so shitty, and he'd say, that's the way it goes. But don't forget, it goes the other way too. That's the way hockey is in Vancouver. Usually, this is the way it goes, but every once in a while, it goes the other way too. I can't wait for it to go the other way." Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a cult, right? That's a cult that, like, like that's one of the best quotes in uh, in Vancouver hockey. 
in, in Vancouver uh, hockey yeah. history, right? That's yep. uh, no. Thanks for bringing that up, Tambier. That was yeah. uh, that was awesome. And mm-hmm. you're right. I think Bodge at the end of the day, he he loved the city, which is crazy as a guy from Ontario. Yeah, you know? exactly. He's yeah. not even a local boy. Home. I'd be shitting like, on, if I was like if I was covering news in Ontario. <laughs> I would just be shitting on the market every fucking day of my life. Like I was covering the Leafs and shit. I would just be writing negative shit all the time and not speaking the truth and you know just trying to stir up the pot just to get the fans rattled up and everything. And this guy comes here and just he wants everybody to be happy here, man. He just wants to you know he wants to win. That's what we want to do. We want to win, man. And it sucks that we never got to win with him. You know, over he- over here, you know, watching this team, covering this team, and I, he saw some good days, but it would have been awesome to see him, you know, right that that athletes after we won the cup. You know, just imagine that. Yeah, I think everyone was waiting for that post cup athletes. Yeah. it's uh, it's it's a shame that we'll we'll never get that. And again, it might be nothing on Botford. The Canucks still got a long ways to go to get. Oh that, yeah, but. long. <laughs> I don't, honestly, there's there's gonna be good times coming. I could feel it. You know, I, like I don't, wanna, I don't want to just be one of those guys that you guys just think I'm just super positive and everything. But I don't know. I just with that Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, it just feels different now. It does, and not just that. You know, we got some good players, man, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Gaudet does because he seems like one of those guys that could just drastically improve by the summer. You know, good. that's the kind of player that I could just see. You know, just you know, and it's Botcher is so respected that players on the team. Uh, Elias Pedersen, the best player on the team, tweets out that you know, obviously it's a sad day, and he knew how 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 big, how how important Botchford was to this fan base. He knew it. Yeah. He's not stupid, right? He knows. Yeah, and I, man, it just makes me think of how many how many different ways Botch has touched people. Like you know, the players that were good on the team, the players that he like, he he fought for it. Like, he was mm. pushing for best rookie of the year. Remember that fight? That went yeah. on a couple months, man. He was going for a while. <laughs> Elias Pedersen for the Calder. He's been making that argument mm-hmm. too. Gabrant's out of town. He made a ton of arguments, but he just yeah he fought for the people he loved, you know. And uh, again, talking about including the fans, like we were we were lucky enough to have uh, Georgia Twist do the the logo for the Silicon Filthy podcast, and and she nailed it. You know, I've never looked so beautiful in my life. <laughs> That's the best looking photo of me out there. So shout out to Georgia. We appreciate that. And and you know, again, Jason included her as well, and you know her her artwork of. Elias Pedersen, you know, as the alien was, uh, yeah, that was one of the, yeah, one of the, oh, yeah. again, one of the coolest images from the Canucks mm-hmm. season. So, um, great artwork from her. And, uh, he yeah, wanted Jason to see other Bosch people do well, platform. man. He wanted to see other people do well. And that's his kind of person he is. Yeah. A lot of people that don't want to see that happen, right? They just care about themselves and stuff. And he was one of the people that didn't really, he just wanted other people to do well. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we're going to miss him a lot here in Vancouver. He was, uh, you know, my favorite hockey journalist yeah all time. hands down yeah my favorite all time i think you agree kyle yeah we're, we're biased here but i think we're all going with botchford kyle yeah botchford is the botchford's the man uh rest in peace man it sucks it just sucks man like i feel i keep going back to the same point i was just just excited to see what else he was going to do and who else he was going to help out and what they were able to create for content in in hockey because like Keep in mind, you know, we're talking about uh, a hockey journalist, right? A lot of people don't give a fuck about hockey, you know? Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is because the coverage of the game is kind of, what is it, kind of vanilla. It's wild. That's what they say. I like like vanilla. You like vanilla ice cream? Uh, Chocolate's better. (laughs) Okay, I asked you if you liked it, though. Yeah. I just asked you if you liked it. (laughs) I do like it. So what's like, nothing's wrong with vanilla, too, okay? But sometimes I guess, you know, you, you need some chocolate or what. I don't know. I just think I agree. I think hockey coverage is different it's compared different to like other the NFL and, and the NBA. Just like and, little attitude. And Botch sort of brought that, you know, that flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He and, brought that flavor. He, yeah. He was, I guess, I guess he wasn't just walking the line. He would cross it and he know he'd cross it, but he took that mm-hmm. shot just to, just to provoke, just to mm-hmm. entertain. Yeah. Uh, that's why he was doing the things he was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever see anything like that before, ever again? I mean, th- th- there was never another, you know, like a Guns N' Roses. Was there ever, never going to be is another Is there another Drake. guy There's in a different market? Roster. Oh, I don't know. That's the thing. That's I don't know. That's the question that I want to know. I, you know. An answer I want to know. When it, like, until, th- yeah, for sure. Until today, I guarantee, you know, 
80% of the Canadians who just figured out who, or hockey fans who just figured out what, who Boshford was, like, it just happened today, you know, mm-hmm. because of the death of, of yeah. Jason Boshford. I'm not sure if, if there are other writers who, who are that strong within their community. And that, it, again, it's because it, it must have to do something with the marketing of the game or, or the appeal of the game and, and where we can get our content and how much is coming. I, hey, is, is Botchford getting approval from Don Cherry? <laughs> is this stuff? It's not, like, right? Do, but yeah, we exactly. Don't need, yeah, that's just what it, it is, right? Probably like, not, and that's yeah. okay too. Keep mm. in mind, like Don Cherry's. Pe- people knock Don Cherry, but well, why would he have to change his ways? I mean, yeah, he doesn't have to. He's been up, yo. He's been on this earth forever, you know. It's hard to change those ways. There's reasons why you I know? don't complain about him ever. I don't. Yeah, I never complain about Don Cherry because provoker. he's old. I know he's old. Because like, <laughs> he's I just, old. <laughs> I know he's got different takes. Yeah, and there's sometimes where I'll agree. There are times I agree with Don Cherry. Yo, give us a take. Hmm? Give give us. A take that I agree with Don Cherry. Yeah. I think you need toughness. I think you need. I think. I think you need big boys on your team. You know, big Canadian boys. I'm, oh. just, I'm just joking <laughs> about that. <laughs> I just mean you just. I think you just. I think it's a. I think the physicality has worn down and everything and i do want to see the game get back to that sort of too and i know we got elias Patterson, people are like, oh, like we got quinn hughes and they're not the biggest boys but you know i do agree with john cherry where the game has gone a little bit softer and um and you do need big boys to win man and you know like i i, I think you need a few big boys you can't uh, go all fucking five ten five eleven and try to win with that because tampa like tampa lost like their whole team was like, I think average height was like five, what five nine? It was like five six or something. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but you no, need was, some big was, boys. They were a small team compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the league. Um, well, another reason why I missed Bosch today was the was the news about Milan Lucic after he had his hit on Sportsnet six fifty, mm-hmm. saying that he would he would welcome a return to Vancouver is more or less what he said, mm-hmm. and he talked about the great work Jim's Benning done. Jim Benning has done. Um, it's very similar to the way he praised the Oilers once McDavid was there as well. And I just, man, I was just waiting for the botch. Like, he would have had yeah. some fucking things about he to say have about so that, much man. Fun oh about my that. God. God. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, the Edmonton Journal, basically, I think it's the Edmonton Journal, at least. They're and, trying to get him out of there, yeah. and they're trying to send him to Vancouver. That's oh, pretty much what, but the what's article, trying to... But the article was unbelievable, <laughs> because it talked about the Oilers might have a, the upper hand here. They might have some edge. Like, <laughs> what edge are you talking about, man? Lucci says less production. He's got a longer contract. I was waiting for the bunch yells, man. Come on, this is bullshit. Yeah. Honestly, though, I'm not going to lie, and I'll bring this up. I was one of the few people that wanted Lucic in free agency that yeah, okay, year. Okay, yeah. How, how, how would you expand on that a bit? And then, uh, <laughs> and, and then I'll wrap it up with uh, how I think the Canucks are on her botch. But let's hear your, your thoughts on Milan Lucic's coming to Vancouver. I mean, like, in free agency that year when they were both both free agents, Erickson and Lucic, that was one of the ones I was like, eh, I think Lucic would be a good fit here. And and the, the money wouldn't have bothered me, to be honest. I got, like, at that time, I thought Lucic was the one. I thought the guy that we were getting was the one that was, you know, in Boston not too long ago. So that's what that's what I thought we were getting. But then the game just, you know, just the the pull the carpet right under you, right? Like just pull it up right under you, and and it just changed on him. And he just wasn't the same player. Like I remember, in, I don't want to bring it up again, but he was a beast then, and he was a beast on LA you gotta too. Got to save Kyle's feelings. He could job Tampa. He was a beast in LA too, right? And I, I just thought maybe he would. Uh, he would have been a good fit here, you know? Like, just forget about the history, right? And, again, the trade, if you if you do do that trade now, that they're thinking about, it would be Erickson for Lucic, right? Lucic has one more year on his contract, and he gets paid one more million more, right? So the Canucks would... The Edmonton Oilers would have to take Cap back. If, and if it's just one for one, Jim Benny should be fired on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would right? like, be a terrible deal. I, I still don't know how it's going to work out, right? Like, how many of the Honestly, prospects are they going to sell? It's such a thin team already. I personally hope they just don't do anything. Yeah. Just leave it the way it is. Right now, I don't want Lucic. Back then, maybe. I, I did want him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he would... Uh, I guess he, he... He wasn't even a good fourth-line player in Edmonton, though, last year. That was the problem, man. Like, yeah, was, I don't... Poor Lucic, man. I don't There's it. no use for him. I, I, I appreciate the, the hometown sentiments. It's kind of nice to hear him say that... You know, everything that happened in 2011, he considers like water under the bridge. We now. shouldn't be Vancouver. mad at him for 2011 because he was no, just trying to do what he wanted not. to he's do. He's doing his job. He's a jerk, though. Uh, I remember like <laughs> there was a couple videos uh, where he got fight in a fight downtown. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't hate him for that. Some people are assholes. Like there were 
graffitiing his church and stuff i heard about that and um his father passed away and they were giving him shit like they were you know trashing him during that time and yeah that was bullshit i don't hate lucic i just hate that they he beat us yeah of course that's exactly what it is yeah well yeah you got to hold that vengeance i mean uh it's it ripped out the heart of Canucks Nation, much like our hearts have been ripped out in a completely different I think way today. One time when I was actually in East Van after the game, and I was taking a Sky Train, I took the Cami one. I was going back home, so I got off on the Cami one, and I see a bunch of brown dudes in a like an SUV just yelling, "Fuck the Canucks!" Fuck, like just like try, like we just lost Game Seven. You gotta really say this, like you can really uh, guarantee Lucci's buddies, oh, Gar- East no. Van. Bunch of brown guys at SUV. <laughs> Lucic's buddies. Shit, 100%. No, we, got, we got a little 2011 conspiracy theory that uh, that service. That sort of made me hate him me. a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Lucic had his cronies going after uh, Canucks fans in 2011. Man. Yeah. Come on, man. That's not cool. And now he's calling a water under the bridge. Bunch of jerks. Pisses me off, man. Yeah, bunch of jerks, man. Lucic's apparently, if that's true, man, Lucic's defined the bunch of jerks, man. He was uh, he was ahead of Don Cherry. That's mm-hmm. saying something. Oh, man. That's a, that's a story and a half right there. Uh, I kind of want to round out this episode with one way I think the Canucks can honor Jason Botchford because, you know, honestly, I think this is what they want, or what Botchford would would want, I should say. And I think what Botchford would want is for the Canucks to do every damn thing that he's told them to do over the past few months. Everything that's still present. Just Uh. do what Botch says. You know, here's some of the things that Botch said that the organization should do. Mm Mm-hmm. Which to makes sense him. too, right? It's not it, just it does like, make yeah. sense. You know, he had some great ideas and he never <laughs> got to see this out. So I think in his legacy, you know, Canucks should just make some moves on his behalf. So, I mean, what Botcher was, was going for uh, recently was getting rid of Beagle, Beagle and Sutter. Rethinking the... Did I say Beagle and Sutter? Yeah, mm-hmm. Beagle and Sutter. Yeah, rethinking the bottom six. Um, you got to get some fast centers there. You know what? Kyle and I kind of talked about Nazim Kadri, Adam Gaudet, maybe a little Nazim mm-hmm. Kadri trade. That'd be... But, but know what you mean. You, you need something different in the bottom six, right? That's what Botchard's going for. You want his speed and skill. You also wanted to ship out the Sea of Grandlands. <laughs> First off, that's actually a really great idea. And getting rid of two guys that can't put the puck in the net and only play in the defensive zone and bringing in guys that could actually bring some offense and play in the offensive zone. Tell me about it. Like, what, like how would I'm Nazi, mind blown. How would Nazi <laughs> like, Kadri and Godet look? How would that look compared to, yeah, like, good luck getting rid of those guys, though, right? Like, I know it's like, I know bots could bring up that idea, but then you created this mess, Jimbo, and now you got to try getting out of it, and it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Like, you know? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Botchard's got the great ideas, but Jimbo just doesn't, he could just never get it. He either doesn't want to get it done. Or he, he lost his balls done. ever since uh, Gutty got traded. I, ever since there. that, he lost his balls. He hasn't made a big trade ever since. Well, it's only, it's only been a couple months, though. Well, no, after Gutty got traded for, uh, I mean, I'm not talking about oh, the Pearson mean, one. Oh, I'm talking about the <laughs> yeah. big, the big, the big trade with McCann yeah, yeah. and everything. Okay, no, okay. That's Ever since that there. day, he lost his balls. Like, he hasn't been able to make a big trade. Like, the Gutty Pearson trade is like a one for no. one. It's a simple yeah. hawk. Like, it's just a normal trade, right? I'm talking about a big trade where you could, you might have to move a player that you don't want to move. Like a Vertanen, maybe. Maybe a Stetcher. I, I love Stetcher. I don't want to move him. I'm yeah, just saying. Maybe, maybe a Stetcher. Maybe a Markstrom. You know, like players like that. Yeah. You got to get balls. And he wouldn't trade Tanev because he didn't have the balls. Yeah, that's true. I mean, right? uh, another another Botcher tribute here. Botcher was a big proponent of the Trey Tanev club. And another, another prophecy that was never fulfilled. Another Edler. Okay. okay. Here's my thing with Jimbo here. Okay. I don't hate Jimbo. I think he's done... Mm. He's been he's been he's done some bad things. He's done some good things, right? The one thing with Jimbo though, he never followed on the no trade clause shit. So when he knew these players had no trade clause, they were going into the final year of the contract. He should have approached them months before, not a day before the deadline, and tried to get him to waive a day before the deadline. You try to get him to you try to convince him months before, so then maybe he has time to think about moving his family to another city. Like, why are you waiting the last day of the trade deadline to ask Edler to waive? If you told Edler two, three months beforehand, he might have waived. And you might have got a return for him uh, uh, from Calgary or something. And then signed him at the UFA if you really wanted him back. It's simple shit like this that Jimbo was not 
no offense Jimbo, was not smart enough to think of. And Botch was bringing that up months before the trade deadline. And that's something that the team should have followed up on and looked at and they didn't. Yeah, smart guy. And, yeah. you know, apparently Travis Green is a lot of botch fruit. And, uh, and it, that happened with Verbata and Hamus too. Yeah. Right? It happened with Verbata and he did not learn from his mistakes. That tells you he's not a good enough GM to take you to the next level. So you fire his ass. But Francesco Accolini, he's got the Canucks on autopilot right now. Oh, yeah. Francesco Accolini is all about the emotions, man. I, I think... Uh, you know, we talk about size and skill in, in, in the playoffs and whatnot. You know, if you have a vision to build a team, you got to stick to it, man. You can't run your business off emotion, and that's what the Aquilinis have done. And I, I don't know if Benning's running it off of emotion or 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 whiskey, but you know, he's 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 making decisions that aren't great. And that's an interesting theory about him, like not not trading guys at the deadline. Then we go to ship why guys wait, out. Why wait? Why wait to the end? Why wait to the last minute? Why not? Like I know you want to make the playoffs. That's what Francesco wants, and maybe that's why Jimbo didn't approach him two months before because they were probably in a playoff spot. But you gotta look at reality, man. The team's not where you where it like it's not good enough, and you gotta move off. Now, what's what's happening with the Edler contract? And Botch is asking this question on his final power hour. Rest in peace again. He was asking this question, and we still don't know the answer. Does he want three years? Does he want two years? How much does he want? And the Canucks still haven't figured it out, even though they keep saying they want to resign him. This is why you could have fucking traded him and signed him at the UFA. But I guess you didn't want to do that and didn't want to make the team better. Again, things like that what frustrated Botch, and he brought it on the radio, and that's why we loved him for it, because he would challenge the team with things like that. He was the voice of Canucks Nation, man. He really was. I think he led the charge on Twitter. And, you know, throughout this tribute, we haven't even really been getting into his radio side of things because mm-hmm. he was never a radio guy starting out. He got into that. He was amazing the on the radio, years. man. Yeah, he was fucking awesome. Every time he was on, it was just listen to Botch. No offense to everybody else. It was Botch and whoever he was play- uh, who- whoever he was doing radio with. If it was Sakaris, even I'd turn the radio on then. But <laughs> if it was like, you know, like if it was like anybody, like it was Pratt. It was amazing with Pratt in the morning. Oh, with Pratt was so ridiculous because, you know, Pratt's just trying to serve the pot, man. He's, yeah. the, he's the master troll. And Bodford just called him out yeah, on all it. of his loved shit. Every it. fucking take Pratt had. I'm going to miss was, his voice, man. Yeah. That's he the one thing. Voice, like his voice. articles and everything, like you're going to miss that stuff. But his voice was, you know, it's a recognizable voice. Remember he was on Studs and Duds and That's Hockey and stuff? Well, like, I was going to bring up originally because yeah. before you heard him on radio ever, he was on That's Hockey on television. Yeah. And he only had about 90 seconds to make a take <laughs> and he would always kill And it was the one thing. So much energy. It was the one thing I was waited for for That's Hockey. Like, I was waiting for Studs and Duds. Like, it, they would go to commercial and they were like, next to Studs and Duds. And you're just like, there was no PBR, I guess. I didn't have it at that time. And um, I would just like wait for Studs and Duds and then I would like, go do my shit right wait for studs and duds and it was had a vancouver connection back to it too when he did it so like you know there was talking toronto so some vancouver is always good right yeah yeah you always appreciate a botcher for putting vancouver in the national spotlight and he did that with some of the early athletes too like it was crazy to see the athletes rank is one of the most read articles on the entire athletic which you know Spanish across North America, like that's pretty powerful. Stuff. Well, yeah, and I still, I still think you'll have a great read, even though Fox is gone. I think that they'll still have a popular, just because Connects Nation cares, man. And th- that's the, that's what brought us together was the athletes and the provies. Like it brought us together. Like, like he would put up these questions and we would just answer them. Like we would just like you know like give our witty takes and he would put them on the provies. It was awesome, man. It brought us together. Yeah, and no, we mentioned Hunter before, and I think, yeah, one, one of the coolest things was, yeah, like, you know. He put it in the uh, Athletics, right? He yeah. Put, was, it, was it in the Athletics or Provies? It was in the Athletics, and he, he said He put like, Honcho, and, and he, like, yes, he used the, Honcho the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like <laughs> Silky and Filthy Podcast. is hot behind the Honcho nickname. Started by a ta- Tambier SCT show. Yeah. He's like, Packass is behind it. He's like, that's three powerful podcasts behind the nickname. <laughs> Like, but people never got behind man. it, man. Unbelievable. But do you know what the crazy people they, they call Bo uh, a bison in the room? Bison? I think I think Honcho is better. Like bison, like the, yeah, bison, like bison, bison, yeah, yeah, bison yeah. whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, bison. And uh, and uh, radio, uh, Br- Halford and Bruff call, call him uh, uh, the bull. 
Oh, the bull, yeah. I like uh, that one, Honto. too. I like, I like Honto better. I like Honto. I don't know why people don't like Honto, man. It's a leader. It's, it's what it means, man. He's going to be our fucking captain. People just don't know what it is. Yeah, they don't. They're, they're afraid of new things. I think, you know? they, I think they hate it because it came from me. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty polarized, dude. Man. I am, I'm pretty polarized. But Tabby, if you ever meet him in person, and who knows if you'll ever be, uh, you know, grateful enough to do so, just like a big teddy bear, yo. <laughs> That's what Tabby is. Like, look, this guy's smiling, talking about the Canucks, loving life and shit. Yeah, I love it, man. Oh, man. Love talking hockey with anyone. Straight up, man. Straight up. That's. Man, it's tough, man. Like, it's. Like, we're smiling here, and it's like, after you stop smiling, like, damn, we're really talking about. Uh, Jason Botchford, uh, rest in peace, man. Condolences to your friends and your family. Yo, uh, Tambier, what's up? What's up with the, the SVT show? What's going on? Uh, yeah, just uh, waiting for our next episode. Uh, just trying to find time for that. And yeah, just uh, we're going to talk about Botch, obviously. We will. Um, and we'll talk about uh, the off season. I think. Uh, just a review. We haven't really done a review on the season and everything. Um, so that'll be fun. But yeah, just a couple things. I think next week we'll get, we'll get it going again. Damn, you got your own podcast now. Well, you're part of one. Like <laughs> that was probably something you've always wanted to do. <laughs> you're just that guy, man. Not, not really. I just, it oh. just, it legit. Like, I like talking Canucks. I never really wanted to get into the, yeah, yeah. the producing, like all that stuff. Like, and it's like a lazy dude, you know. And when somebody asks you that, they'll do that for you. And, <laughs> and like, you like the person's really all Raja is awesome, right? And like, yeah. like you respect his occupations. He works for you know sports and everything. Doing good things, yeah. Exactly. So like, I was just like, you know, why not? Like, then the location is down the street from my house. Like, it works perfectly for me, and I love talking. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Shout out to uh, yeah. shout out to the Fleetwood neighborhood. Shout out to Surrey. <laughs> yeah. Much love to Surrey. Mm-hmm. Tambier from Surrey with us, man. Tambier from Surrey. I'm thinking about that too. We had this conversation before. Like, you're the bright spot of Surrey. Like, what's your take on Surrey? Like what's happening in Surrey right now? Do you ever think about that? Because you did say earlier that you do love Surrey. I well, I've been around with the Surrey that I know is, you know, finding places to like hang out, like you know, like just a normal city. It's, it's a normal a city. Like I, I grew up playing street hockey in the cul-de-sacs and, um, you know, find places to get high, <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like just yeah. like um, just like doing stuff like just my, it's, i know the hood it's my hood right and I, you gotta you gotta love where you're from you can't yeah, be home afraid is, you know home is home, home is and uh I've, I've always had a great life in surrey but there's obviously some people that don't and they talk shit about it and it's, that's everywhere you go people right people are afraid and the people are afraid of surrey so i feel like when they find you on twitter they're just oh i don't want what tab you're from surrey what yeah no like honestly <laughs> like there's people that I have to be from north van <laughs> <laughs> there's some people that have different lives in surrey like there's a lot of people there's a lot of violence in surrey but i i've stayed away from the violence right mm-hmm. I, I actually grew up in more of a in a wider community if you believe it or not <laughs> i went to clayton heights that's a pretty that's a pretty white school <laughs> dropping the white you know tab just brings hey he brings that perspective you know we're talking about you know just speaking your mind when it comes to uh to Jason Bosford and whatnot, so you know you're welcome to bring that here. Thanks a lot for mm-hmm. joining us, man. Yeah, no problem, man. It's always fun having uh, talking hockey with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, you know I didn't wake up this morning thinking it would be uh, yeah. we'd be doing this episode at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you woke up and it's it's a normal day. I'm I wake up and I'm uh, getting married in a couple of weeks, looking at the wedding bills, going holy fuck, and then and, the, and then Bosford passes, and then that's just all all on all in my mind, and I think. Uh, most Canuck Nation could say the same. I think I, I speak on behalf of Kyle and Tambier saying like we felt the same way. Like I know all of us were, were watching and reading botch stuff all day as much as we could. It was uh, uh, it's a somber day for Canucks Nation, but I think like we said before, you know, botch pushed everyone to be better. You know, fans, media, executives. He pushed everyone to be smarter. And I think the best way to carry on his legacy is just you, you know, everyone keep that discussion going. Do you know whose take I wanna hear about botch though? Travis Green, yeah, because I felt like them they were pretty close. Like they talked a lot of, I think Botch had a lot of opinions that he would give to Travis Green and everything, and you could tell that they had sort of a, you know, media coach friendship, you know. And I want to know what he would say because there's a respect there for sure. Yeah, there was respect there. A lot of people respect Botchford, and keep in mind that there's a good chance that Botchford was calling them out at some point mm-hmm. down the line, but they. Think about it. You're an NHL player. You're an NHL coach. You know how much you have to hustle to get get to where you got. They they know that Bosford and, and Trevor talked about it earlier. Having like this side piece on on a page in the newspaper become the 
like eventually become the biggest thing in Vancouver sports. People respected Botch because of the hustle. I just saw a tweet from Sam Gagne. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Sam Ga- here being, for one year. Yeah, being affected by Jason Bo- Botchford's passing, and Botchford probably probably talked about Sam Gagne in such a negative light when it comes to his his performance on the the ice. He probably brought that onto the airways. I'm guessing. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also yeah. did respect. Sam Ghani the person and he knew that yeah. he deserved to be on the team okay. this year especially and Botch like realized that he was like, the kind of third line or fourth line center that you want instead that could a- produce offense instead of Sutter and Beagle mm. and that's what he was you know like Ghani understands that Botch respects Ghani as a player but he has to judge his performance yeah, on exactly. the ice too right and last year let's be honest Ghani wasn't great but he wasn't that bad he had like 30 something points didn't he yeah you know Trevor would know this. I try keeping a lot of the negative stuff, like July 1st, 2018, off my mind. Even uh, 2011, I compared the two the same, you know? Mm -hmm. The exact same. So, (laughs) we signed Beagle and whatnot. I can't. (laughs) Let's just get out of here, man. What are we doing here, (laughs) yo? (laughs) Yeah, Kyle, you know, you you get upset very easily, man. You're, uh, you might, dare I say, you might be more emotional than my future wife, man. It's okay, man. I appreciate your your emotion and enthusiasm. Again, hey, Jason Botchard was was an emotional guy. You know, we all loved him dearly, just like I love you dearly, man. You keep that emo- you keep that emotion going, man. You keep that love going alive. I know you love this team as much as anyone in this room, man. You're a fucking passionate guy, uh, Tambir. Thanks for joining us, man. I know you're you're a passionate guy as well, and uh, you know I I hope you enjoyed us uh, saying a few words about Jason Botchard. He meant a lot to everyone. Uh, in this room right now and i know you meant a lot of you uh to people out there as well so um and and if you didn't know of him start reading up on him he's uh he's a -a one-of-a-kind guy and uh you'll fall in love with him too so uh this is silky and filthy uh this is trevor speaking you got we have kyle here tambi here and uh thanks for listening and rest in peace to jason botchford Still a team through your family, I feel your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see.